and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how's it going because i'm a wild one man so by the way this ends our firefly trilogy we made it through yeah. all of them yeah so far yeah i, I think it's more. done uh, i don't think so yeah i don't know after this one i'm not sure <laughs> no the three from hell from 2019 uh, with an Ed Wood trifecta, which means written, directed, and produced by Rob Zombie. Yeah. And uh, automatically, there are some people going, eh, Rob Zombie, he sucks. They're talking about Rob Zombie, and they say anything positive about him. It must be that they love him. It's like, I like some of Rob Zombie's stuff. He also made the worst Halloween movie out of the entire franchise. So I'm like kind of right in the middle. I, I like most of Rob Zombie's stuff. I, I'm a Rob Zombie fan, for sure. Yeah. Like, I actually like the majority of his work. I did not care for the monsters. No. You know? But that, I'm still a fan. Right. Like, 31 I hated. Halloween 2's horrible. It's the bottom of the list. Under Part 5 with Bumble Cops and Trick or, tr- trick or Treat, motherfucker. Um, I don't know. I'd have to do this list, because mine varies a lot. It might be coming up this year, maybe. Who knows? Wait for Halloween. In October, yes. Yeah, only a few months away. (laughs) But so, what, Devil's Rejects came out in 2004 or 5, I think, right? Yeah, around that time. So this is a long time later. Oh, yeah. And especially how, like, Devil's Rejects ends. It's a huge firefight, and you see, like, they're getting sprayed with bullets, and it's like, oh yeah, they're dead, for sure. And then Three From Hell's announced, and it's like, oh, what the fuck are they going to do? How did they survive this? Or did they survive? Are they, like, supernatural now? But th- I love how they just kind of scrub it away in a news report of, like, it's a one in a million shot that they would survive, but they did. <laughs> yeah, so I think Devil's Rejects is one of my favorite endings to a movie. Them yeah. just dr- gunning it to Freebird at the police barricade and everything. Something about that ending I could watch a thousand times. It's great. It's perfect. And then we... The sequel almost, I'm like, ah, but we ended it so well. Yeah, but I don't have... And I'm it's completely spoiler-free. I don't have the same reaction between like a Clerks 2 and Clerks 3. Of like, uh, wish you would have just left it at Clerks 2, kind of. Where, like, this one, I'm like, okay, I like the continuation of these characters. Oh, I do too. I, I'm, believe me, I was excited when I heard it. But I have, like, weird mixed feelings when just from the ending. You know what I mean? Oh, the ending of this one? Yeah. No, the ending from Devil's Rejects oh. into this. Like, I just have a little bit of, like, ah, so good, though. But I do like that throughout the movie, like, Otis has his shirt off, of course, and he's, like, riddled with, like, bullet hole scars. Yeah, definitely. So, I guess that brings us right into the movie, actually, because it starts with the slow-mo recap of the ending from the last movie. Yeah, which I think is actually really smart. Like, don't just, like, try to pretend it didn't happen kind of thing. Be like, no, we know it happened, put it right there on Front Street of, like, here, here's the ending to the last one. Let's see what I do. You mean like Dr. Satan into Devil's Rejects? Yeah, yeah. How they just kind of pretend... Yeah, uh, there was no Dr. Satan. Yeah, he didn't exist. He, he never met Rosario Dawson. Yeah, that deleted scene. It's a great but, It's a great deleted scene, but I know why they did it. Yeah. And then the title card, title card gets shot a bunch, and we get this news montage, like we said... So, they say they each had at least 20 bullets each, and they're on the longest murder trial in American history, and they've started amassing all these fans. Honestly, realistic. Oh, very much so. Of There were people, like, when Ted Bundy went to jail, that, like, women were like, oh, he's so handsome, and throwing themselves at him. And there would be people being like, oh, well, he's just so good-looking, there's no way he could have done this. Or even, like, Dahmer, of, like, people, like, found bodies in his house and still like i don't know but there's something a little bit about that Dahmer. hey there how you doing (laughs) 
but I don't think anyone's looking at Captain Spaulding or Otis and going, oh, they're so good looking. No, like, I could see the people, like, being, looking at Baby, being like, oh, yeah, like, oh, you know, she's real hot and she must be innocent kind of thing. But yeah, you get the couple of them being like, oh, Otis is so dreamy. If you notice, Captain Spaulding's fans were, like, guys just being like, he sticks it to the man. He's awesome. Yeah, there was none of that for Spaulding. <laughs> um, so, and then, like, free the three, a bunch of people saying oh, yeah. and everything like this. Which, there's no way, there, it's known as the House of a Thousand Corpses, like, murders. Like, they're called the Devil's Rejects. But they're innocent! Free the three! Yeah, they're definitely gonna just go walking. Yeah, dude, they were literally kidnapping cheerleaders and, like, torturing them and cutting them up and everything. Dude, yeah. all you need to do is get a family member of one of those girls on camera, and then that's how you kill the Free the Three movement. Oh, yeah, it's like how every once in a while one of the Manson girls will come up on, like, for parole, but Sharon Tate's sister always shows up just to be like, uh-uh-uh. Yeah, exactly. That's all that you would need. Yeah. And you get some guy who's making, like, I guess a documentary or something on them, and he interviews Captain Spaulding, who's on death row. Yeah, um, it really sucks the tiny little bit that we get with Spaulding. Um, Sid Haig is so amazing. He, I th Did he die right after the making of this? Or it wasn't long after, I know, because they didn't have it. It was right at the long. release. I don't remember if it was like a week or two before or a week or two after. Yeah. But it was like right at the release of it. But even Rob Zombie said about, like, how kind of frail and sickly he was even doing this. But as soon as he's, like, action, he's like, well, Sid Haig just turns on and Captain Spaulding just reemerges. Because he does do great. I love his little, like, speech thing of, like, you know, the only difference between a dead squirrel laying in the ground and a dead clown laying in the ground. There's skid marks in front of the squirrel. Let that wrap around in your little brain there for a while. <laughs> yeah, he he does fantastic. Like it's so sad that this is all we get because yeah. I'm I'm just so bummed it took so long. Because man, a three from hell with the original yeah. three. And look, nothing against Richard Brake. I'm a big Richard Brake fan. I think he's great for sure. And he does what he needs to do in this movie. But part of me, I'm like, I feel like that was written for Sid Haig though. Oh yeah, we're like, why couldn't Rob Zombie have done this like five years earlier, even just a little bit, where Sid, when Sid Haig wasn't so like downhill, like he could still, he was still going to cons all the time and whatnot. Yeah, I saw him at a con just a few years before this, and like he was old, but I mean he was in good spirits. He said hello and all this kind of stuff. Oh, I remember there would be like this happened for years before he died. Of people would be like. They'd send, uh, tweet a picture of him, be like, oh, he looks like he's on death's door. And he'd like reply back, being like, I might look like death, but I'm doing fine. If anything, I'm yeah. healthier because I've lost some weight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in this death row interview, like he's saying that he's being made an example of, he goes, I'm your bozo Jesus hung out to dry. Oh, it's, it's just him chewing the scenery, the little bit of time that he gets to, but it's just so great. Then you get a news update of Captain Spaulding dead by lethal injection. Yeah, and it's great because they show it's like um, the killer clown is finally dead on the like news report, and it's the commercial that he was yeah. talking about in Devil's Rejects when he's like in front of the spinning thing and going like, "Ooh, check out the monkey girl." <laughs> <laughs> then this guy who's interviewing him is interviewing Otis, and very Manson esque this like interview with him. Oh, yeah. Well, it's great because it's like they don't even have Otis out of his cell. So it's just him in the cell with a shirt off. He has like cool new tattoos. Uh, like I said, you can see like the bullet hole scars all throughout his body. And he's just preaching like he always has since the first movie. Yeah, this is this awesome. Hello, America. Did you miss me from him and everything? He's he's doing great. But then like throughout the movie and this isn't a complaint. It's just funny. This is set in, I think, what, 88? Am I right? Yes. So, like, he's obviously aged. He's been in prison all this time. He's almost mellowed out a little bit, though. Like, he's super intense in this interview. But it almost seems like he's kind of a more content older man and everything once he gets out. I really got that, too. Of He's still really intense, and he can 
like take care of shit when he has to, but he's not like the wild frothing at the mouth like Otis he was in the last two movies. Baby, on the other hand, has gone batshit crazy. Oh, one hundred percent. This is her movie. Oh, this is definitely Baby's movie. And people talk about Sherry Moon Zombie all the time. Of like, the only reason she gets in the movies is because she's married to Rob Zombie. I actually enjoy her in most things. Oh, I do too. I like Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, especially this role. Role. She is amazing as Baby. We cut to Otis. Like, like this is the last footage we have. The man who shot this footage did not survive. Oh. And Otis is on a work crew going to dig some trenches. And Danny Trejo from Devil's Rejects. Remember, he was one of the like the unholy two or whatever the bounty hunters that got him. Rondo. And yeah, he's there with him, and Otis says something to like, "I remember you," and Danny Trejo's like, "Well, I don't remember you," or something like that. And Otis is like, "You will, motherfucker." And then it is great where they're like the. uh this is the only known footage of how they escaped and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of cool. Cause then it cuts to like, well, they're like kind of digging the trench and Otis is just staring at Rondo and Rondo's little keeps looking at his sh- over his shoulder being like, what did I do to you? I don't even remember you. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> and then it's I, like, I'm going to call bullshit on Rondo for a second. If you, if you don't well, mind, because there's no reason you don't remember the most Famous murderers in America that you at once apprehended them. Yeah, you kind of helped take them down in a way. Like, you made them, you led them to the sheriff, which then led to the big car chase thing. Yeah, I almost see it as Rondo's like, oh, fuck. And Otis is like, yeah, I remember you. Rondo's like, uh, no you don't, man. I'm (laughs) Reggie. But then it's like, um, this is when Richard Brake shows up in the movie. Because it's like, uh, viewer discretion is advised. This is how they escaped. And it's like, Richard Brake, um, was it Winslow Foxworth Coltrane? But what's his other, the Midnight Werewolf? Uh, yeah, the Midnight Werewolf, Winslow, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I like the Werewolf name a lot better. So yeah, Richard Brake Werewolf shows up, and he has a shotgun that he just... Uses the entire time. He loves the shotgun. He's carrying it around in the movie when he doesn't have to. But oh, yeah. it's, it's great because like Otis, Otis like runs up to the camera and it's like, Woohoo! I'm out, motherfuckers! Fuck you! And then like <laughs> up to the warden being like, motherfucker. God fucking damn it. He made me look like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, because they were interviewing the warden earlier. They're like, is Otis the most dangerous man in America. He's like, not even close. He's just scum in the cell for something like that. Yeah. Like, Oh no, he's nothing. He's just rotting away in his cell while Mr. Warden in his awesome suits up here. <laughs> Dude. So this guy, what's his name? Who plays him? Uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. He was Herman Munster in the Rob zombie monsters. Yeah. He tried. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like, like him better he, in this role. He did the best with what he was given, but yeah, he's much did better he? in this role. <laughs> yeah, so he's this like old timey mustache Southern warden. Oh yeah, where like the uh, tips of his mustache are like curled up. <laughs> yes. Uh, that night, Otis and Winslow are hiding out, and that's all pretty much. Oh, no, well, this is great because they're hiding out at, like, some old gas station. And Otis yeah. is like, you know, this must be some of the best goddamn beans I've ever had in my entire life. Wouldn't you say so? And Winslow's like, no, man, you've just been eating that shitty prison food for too long. Like, your taste buds will adjust. It's not that good. Then we get to Baby. Uh, news comes up talking that she's ha- up for parole. And she's on her way to the parole hearing, and she is crazier than ever when they're interviewing her. They're like, do you believe that you could be a... You've been... What's the word? Rehabilitated, and you'll be a contributing member to society. What would your plans be when she you get out? She goes, I'd be like Snow White and live in the woods with all of the creatures. It's a, we're so why you clean? We're so why you clean? <laughs> and she's obviously denied for five more years. And she's like, oh, well, too bad. And then she headbutts the guard, played by D. Wallace. Yay! And breaks her nose. Yeah, it's horror's mother. <laughs> yes. Cut to Otis and Winslow hiding out in the woods, and two people show up and pull guns on them, like, who are after the bounty on them. 
Yeah, where it's like, uh, there's a news story being like, we're telling people to stay away from these guys because they're extremely dangerous. Residents are trying to take it into their own hands. Yeah, cut to like a husband and wife hunting duo. Like, come across, hey, John Winlow. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do it. Um, Come across Werewolf Man, Midnight Werewolf. (laughs) Was that it? No werewolf, just wolf. Wolf Man. Wolf Man. Um, come across Wolfman, and he's like, whoa, whoa, man, everything's chill, I'm not who you think I am, and it's like, I could, I under, I uh, recognize his ugly mug anywhere, <laughs> and then he starts talking about boobs, and the guy's face immediately snaps to be like, what? Be like, oh yeah, big pair of luscious boobs, just right in your face, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then Otis just brains the dude with a headshot. And it's great because werewolf dudes, like, uh, you start talking about tits to a guy, his brain just goes, like, haywire. <laughs> and then he's, like, picking a piece of skull out of his eyeball in front of his wife. <laughs> Shit, a skull in my eyeball. <laughs> like, are you, motherfucker, are you crying? It's like, oh, I got a skull in my eye. <laughs> but then, like, she's like, I'll go, I never saw you, like, no, Otis takes her knife, and then you cut back to her face was just cut completely off, and she's there. I'm counting her as dead anyway. Oh, I would say so, but it's like, yeah, she's tied to a tree, and her face is just, like, on the tree opposite her, so she's just, like, looking at it. Yes. Um, Our broken nose guard, D. Wallace, is escorting baby, like, in what I can only describe as the dungeon of the prison. Yeah, this is, like, the death house part of the prison. Where it's, yes. like, this creepy lights and, like, the murder people are kept in the dungeon. And she puts her in this room with inmates to kill her, like, that are just gonna, I guess, beat the shit out of her and kill her. And then she just walks down the hallway, starts smoking a cigarette, like, this won't take long. You know what D. Wallace's performance right here when she's smoking the cigarette, because she's all manic and stuff? It reminds me of the chainsaw guy from Texas Chainsaw 2. Because she just starts feeling like, ah, and then she's like, Ugh, like, licking her lips. <laughs> A little bit. Woohoo! Sweet banana! Yeah. But it's great because it's all these flashes of, like, the two, like, women. Because Baby is, like, this little blonde. And everyone, like, judges her on that. And it's, like, these two, like, real tall women come in. They're like, oh, we're gonna take care of you. And it's just, like, flashes of, like, cutting and shanks and blood going everywhere. And, like, uh, Baby's face screaming. You're thinking that she's getting murdered. But, of course, you don't actually think so. Because... The D Wallace is like, ah, oh, that's got to be enough for. Her. And goes back, and baby's just like standing in blood, just like. <laughs> Again, she has a kill list that's like close to triple digits, and you're going to just assume she'll die here. Yeah, and no one takes her seriously for some reason, even though, like, she is eas- easily kills people, maybe even more than Otis. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she goes back, she's like, what the hell? And it's like, she carves, like, baby in the one's forehead. Like, the one's, like, intestines are spilling out, and, like, she's trying to hold them back in. Yeah. But then we cut to her getting stitched up, and the warden comes in to question her, and is, like, trying to interrogate her, pressing on the stitch wound and everything like that. But uh, that's not going to work on Baby. She loves the pain. If you remember from the uh, from House of a Thousand Corpses, she loves to fuck dead bodies. Yes. My mom had to come in and ask what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warden and... I don't know who this man is, but his friend or co-worker go yeah. to the Warden's house where they were all going to have dinner together, both couples, and their wives are tied up at the table, and... Oh, he was the parole guy. That's who he was. That's right. Oh, that's right. Okay. And, of course, Otis and the Wolfman are there. Yeah, because they walk in, the warden and the parole dude walk in. They're like, what's going on? Is this some kind of joke? I don't have time for jokes. I've had such a long day. While both of their wives are tied up and crying. Yeah. Like, oh, you got me. And he, like you can leave, go ahead. And the parole guy goes to leave, and they just shoot him right there. He's bleeding out all over the place and everything. It's just chaos. And the whole point is he's gonna get the warden to let baby out. Like it doesn't just work like that. Well, you can make it work like that. And it's just they. It's uh not 
a recreation, but reminds me a little bit of the hotel scene. For sure, because even Otis like starts putting his fingers in the warden's uh, wife's mouth, and he doesn't go full on like he did in Devil's Rejects, where he's just like, I'll save that for later there, honey. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. how Otis speaks. I know it's just Bill Mosley, but I love Otis's like, cadence. <laughs> yeah. And then he, what Winslow starts like taking an urn and just sprinkling ashes everywhere. Because they talk, start talking about, like, we have a safe, we can give you money. And Otis is like, look at me, what the fuck am I going to buy? I have everything I need. And then, yeah, the, the wolf band picks up the urn, and the one lady's like, no, 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 that's my mother's ashes, that's not the safe. And, yeah, he starts, like, sprinkling it all over the place and, like, throwing it in the air, like, fly, mama, fly! <laughs> and then the doorbell rings, like, who else is coming? They're acting like they're like nobody. We didn't invite anybody. Am I to assume that Otis and Winslow hired this clown? I or I'm the best I can think is that the clown has the wrong address. I like to think that they hired a clown. I have no idea because <laughs> they seem to be completely taken aback that like he shows up because they're the doorbell rings is like who's that? And it's like we're not expecting anyone, and Otis is like I'll go take care of it. But yeah, just random clown Clint Howard shows up for no reason. I love Clint Howard. Glad he's in the movie. Wish it was in a better way than just random clown to get murdered. <laughs> if anyone is unaware, Clint Howard is the ice cream man from Ice Cream Man. Yeah, and he's in Evil Speaks, and he's in, like, a bunch of shit. Yes. Otis opens the door. Mr. Baggy Bridges is there. He's like, hello, you must be the lady of the house. Oh, where's the little guy? Here I come in. Honk, honk. And he's like, oh, where's the little guy? And he turns around and Otis has the gun out on him. He's like, oh, fuck. He's like, get in there. And so just think about like, this is Warden and the parole officer with their wives tied up. And now a clown shows up. <laughs> it's so ridiculous and over the top that I love it. I it's such a dumb addition to the scene. Like, why is there a clown? And maybe it's supposed to be like a Spalding, like Easter egg tribute thing. But I don't know. I love it. Well, it is great because there is a little Spalding thing where Otis is like, "I hate clowns." At the very end, but it's um okay, Mister Baggy Britches. If you can get me to uh laugh, we can let you go. It's like, well, what if I can't make you laugh? It's like, well, that's not going to be very good for you there, buddy. <laughs> he does clown to a bunch of tied up hostages. That are crying. With a, with a shotgun wound. He's in two balloon animals and card tricks. And they're just crying. It's, it's like the most weird avant-garde-like strange performance. He goes right into it, like, okay, I gotta have the best performance of my entire life right now. And he's like, well, no clown can have a wacky clown party without wacky music. And he turns on, like, wacky music. And then the first thing, he has, like, a pop gun that goes bang with the the bang flag. He's like, boo-hoo-hoo! He's like, oh, that's probably not a good idea right now. And he puts it away. bizarre this seems incredible up until like he's trying his best he's throwing glitter all over the place hopping up and down otis finally gets up and gets his gun out and it's like well you had your chance and then uh, the wolfman's like oh look he's pissing himself and then otis laughs and you can tell the uh mr baggy britches like oh, i see i got you i got you to laugh like i could leave right it's like yes you can leave right to clown heaven and then shoots him in the face, and that's when he's like, I fucking hate clowns. Dude, but he, I feel like Otis broke his own rules. Yeah, well... Because he even does go, shit, he made me laugh. He, he's like, fuck, he, he made me laugh. But there's no way Otis is gonna let him go. Dude, imagine the next day, the police on the scene of the sprint. <laughs> like, okay, this makes sense. The parole officer and the warden. Why is there a I understand. And then there's glitter and goes like, what the fuck? How does the clown come into this? Like, trying to piece all of this together. Was there a clown? (laughs) (laughs) They're more sadistic than we thought. They brought a clown into this. (laughs) Then we cut to baby in solitary hallucinating a dancing cat lady. 
which is actually really funny because it shows you how far gone she is at this point. She's just staring into like the great vent thing at the bottom of her cell, and it's like a cat person doing ballerina, like a uh, ballet, and like meowing at her. And uh, baby keeps going like meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> The next war- more the next warding the next morning the warden leaves to go get baby and he's like she'll kill me as soon as I take the cuffs off I was like you're right he writes her a note so that way she knows it's not bullshit and he goes in and he calls for a uniform that's delivered and he's like get the hell out of here and the uh, woman guard who brings up the uniform was like oh is that how you want to play this that's not how you were last night how about I tell your wife what we were doing just get the fuck out because he did a bunch of coke and has his gun and everything well it's great because I love how the warden brings up to Otis is like she's insane she's going to kill me as soon as she's free and Otis is like you're right you're right I'll write you a note (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's great because he like pulls out the coke and just starts doing like Nicholas Cage a bad lieutenant <laughs> and he's Dude, completely it's... wired he kicks her out of the room and they immediately calls to have baby brought up to his office and it's D Wallace Greta who like hates baby so much and also kind of wants to fuck her in a yeah, way both. um it's like okay yeah you two can go and Greta's like I don't think that's a good idea you don't know what she's capable of he's also like give me the key and get the fuck out I don't appreciate your tone, and she leaves. And of um, course, she's all like stuck up and like has to be like follow everything by the exact rules for certain things, I guess. And she's like, "I'm gonna stick around just to make sure everything's okay." <laughs> yeah, and then she hears a noise or something going on in the room. She goes in, and when she comes back in, baby strangles her and kills her. Well, it's great because uh, the warden shows baby the note. Like, you can read this, right? And then she reads it. She's like, oh, you are fucked. It's like, you understand it, right? I'm going to let you go. and We're going to play nice. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't kill you. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Greta's dead. They get out somehow. Um, I love that (laughs) Winslow, Otis, and their hostages are at the house watching the Three Stooges. Yeah, they're watching, and they're watching Disorder in the Court, which was one of the most famous ones. Because you hear Curly go, I'm a victim of circumstance! (laughs) (laughs) The Warden and Baby come back, and they're like, oh, hell yeah, they get in. There's no, like, hey, we'll let you go. It's right away, let's start killing Oh, yeah. Well, it's great, because, like, uh, the warden gets out of the car and starts walking to the house. Baby's just sitting there, so he walks back and opens the door for her. She's like, thank you, very gentlemanly. It starts, like, skipping around the yard. (laughs) But, yeah, it's immediate. Like, as soon as Baby's back and they're all back together, it's just like, okay, kill everyone. Also, the warden's wife is naked. Oh, yeah, just sitting there naked, which it gets, like, a great, like... 70s grindhouse thing later when she's just running through like the neighborhood completely naked bush a flying yes um otis puts on the record right as they start the killing spree oh yeah because they have to have some weird old-timey music playing when they kill that's just their thing (laughs) the wife is running outside in slow-mo and you get the slow-mo chase with baby running after her the baby like tackles her and like stabs her like 20 times and then looks up and there's this old woman smoking a cigarette with an oxygen oxygen tank sitting outside a baby's like hi the old lady just waves back (laughs) she goes back and like some lady saw me and like shit we gotta go uh they finally kill the warden here and they're all trying to hurry up and leave, and Baby goes back in to take the headdress and bow and arrow. <laughs> like, she's like, I want these! And she's she goes, why is there a clown? She goes, I'll tell you in the car! I love that! <laughs> but she's like, she picks up the bow and arrow, like, do you think these work? It's like, I don't know, bring them with us! <laughs> They'll take off, and you hear the sirens in the distance. They get away, though. At night, Otis won't let Baby drive. He tells oh, Winslow to go get a motor. It is so funny, because Otis has been like, I've been driving all day, I'm fucking tired, and Wolfman's like, I'm sorry, man, like, I have night blindness, there's nothing I can do, and Baby's like, 
why don't you let me drive? And they're like, there's no fucking way we're getting you behind the wheel of this fucking car. <laughs> what? Why? You will have us pulled over in five fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell Winslow to go get the motel room. Like, why do I gotta go? He goes, you're the least rec- <laughs> He's like, I'm the most famous one. He goes, bullshit, you're the one no one will recognize you. I'm the wolf man. Like, no one knows who you are. <laughs> Otis is like, I'm public enemy number one. <laughs> They're like fighting about who's the most popular, and Baby's like, fine, I'll do it. Even though I'm the famous one. <laughs> yes, Baby goes and gets a room. They're all in the room, and they're watching a Bella Lugosi yes. movie with a gorilla. What movie is this, Brett? Uh, Bella, Bella Lugosi meets the Brooklyn Gorilla, which is, there's, I forget what the comedy comedy duo were. They were no Abbott and Costello or anyone. There's like way knockoffs of them, like way lower tier. It's one of their movies. It's towards the end of Bella's career. Oh, I knew. I'm like, that's definitely Bella. I'm like, yeah. why is there a gorilla? No, well, that's one of that's only one of Bella Lugosi's gorilla movies. There's also the Ape Man. Um, there's Bella Lugosi meets the Brooklyn Gorilla. There's another couple ones where he is actually an ape. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Baby is not a fan of this movie, and she's bored. She's like, "I'm going to get a soda." To the soda machine, and she walks past this guy, invites her to, him to come back to the room, and they're talking and everything. And he's like, you kind of look like that girl from the TV. He's like, I am the girl from TV. And he's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to my friend. She's like, well, why? Come on, let's go. And then cuts back to him dead, and she killed him for his sombrero. Yeah, and it's so like kind of fucked up, because it's almost like a celebrity getting spotted. They're like, no, I am that YouTube personality. It's like, no, I am that serial killer. That is me. And he's like, uh... I don't want to have sex anymore. <laughs> but then she comes back and wears the sombrero, and she has this plan to go to Mexico. Yeah, because it's funny because the Wolfman and Otis are talking. It's like, okay, what's the next step? And Otis is like, well, fuck, man. I didn't think we'd make it this far. I have no idea. <laughs> and also right here, Otis realizes she just killed a guy right out there and left him there. Like, shit, we had to leave again. Because Otis is like, why are you covered in blood? He's like, uh, there was a mishap at the soda machine. Once again, she's carved like baby was here, like in his forehead. <laughs> yeah. But they get a room in Mexico. They've made it across the border. They believe they cut out like a bunch of the travel part. That Yeah. We some is fun. You can end up with tutti fucking fruity, but I feel like them sneaking across the border. I'm like, I get it. They get there. That's fine. Yeah, they didn't have to like. Sh- I could use a little bit more them in the car and these three interacting. Even maybe a little bit more of the hostage thing at the warden's house, or more of the jail stuff than how much Mexico stuff we get. Yeah, we get a lot. It of seems it. like a whole other uh, movie. Dude, one of my biggest complaints, and it's not just this movie, it's a thing that's been going on in cinema for a long time. Brett, if it's daylight and you look outside and you see the sunshine and everything, yeah. you know what that looks like. Yeah. If you're in Mexico and you look outside, fun fact, the sunshine looks the same. However... <laughs> there's not a tint to it? There's not- <laughs> No, there's no yellow, dusty tint to the sunlight in Mexico. I hate movies that do this so bad. So much. It's fucking annoying, and I hate it. It's just another place. It's not like another dimension. It's not a magical yeah. realm. It's Mexico. Dude, I have been to Mexico. The sunlight looks the same. Newsflash. I hate so many movies do this, too. I can't even just pin it on Rob Zombie, but I'm pissed that he fell into the trap of doing it. Mexico doesn't have a filter all over it? No, there's not a giant canopy with, like, a lens over it to make the sun look different. No. Mr. Burns isn't trying to block out the sun or anything? No, dude, it's it's fucking annoying. And I, I'll harp on it for 20 minutes if you let me, so I'm just gonna move past it. But oh, I hate I, it. I know what you mean. But they get a room in Mexico, and the owner of the establishment calls... Is his name Clarence? Oh, fuck. The guy who he calls, the main bad. Oh, um, Aquarius. Oh, okay, definitely not Clarence. 
Aquarius! But he calls him, and you see him answer the phone, and he has, like, a memorial set up to Rondo, Danny Trejo, who was just killed by Otis. And he's like, I got something you want! And he's gonna get $10,000 to keep them there for him. Well, no, you didn't do it. You didn't do it right. I got something you want! You know how you been looking for that guy? They hurt her! They never do! It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can keep them here and they hurt her! Hurt her. That's what he sounds like. He it's a cartoon yeah. character come back to life. One hundred percent. You the guy from South Park. Oh yeah. <laughs> they took her germs. <laughs> baby's talking to Otis in their room about Spalding and everyone else who's gone. Like kind of like a little. It's just us left and everything. And the wizard's like, <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> Well, he has to say it, like, three times. And then Otis is finally like, the three of us. Yes. It's kind of like admitting, like, hey, we know people. We would rather have it the other way, but this is what we have. Yeah. But it is also nice where, like, we got the little bit of at the beginning. Now everyone's kind of back together, and they kind of are talking about, like, oh, we miss, you know, uh, Spalding and whatnot. Just like he's, like, a family member, not like a deranged serial killer. Yeah, exactly. Which, to them, he was. Yeah. They all go down to the bar, and Otis and Winslow get a bunch of hookers, so they're gonna have a great time, and Baby <laughs> sees a knife-throwing contest outside. Well, it's great, because um, the Wolfman like, has like the one lady with him, and he's like, I want you too, and he, she's like, I don't work with her. And Otis is like, will you work with her? And she's like, yeah. It's like, well, problem solved then. <laughs> <laughs> um... Then we have this giant, like, party montage. Baby's outside and wins the knife-throwing contest, upsetting oh, everybody. It's the so perfect great. bullseye. Because you got, like, the real tough dude. And he takes a shot of tequila, and he throws the knife, and he misses. He's like, oh, it's too noisy around here. Fuck all of you. Then the bigger, tougher guy comes up, and he chugs a bottle of the tequila and tosses it down. No. But, like, he takes a shot and gets it closer. And then, of course, everyone's like, oh, what are you going to do, little blonde girl? Da-da-da. And it's like, oh, can you handle that giant knife? I got something for you to handle. It's a Rob Zombie movie, so it has to be extremely sleazy. Yeah, 100%. That's how all of his dialogue always is. Yeah. But she, of course, wins. And then we have giant, like, trippy kaleidoscope camera party. It's kind of like in Devil's Rejects, at the, like towards the end when they go to the brothel. And they're all partying and whatnot, and everyone's doing drugs, and everything's all trippy, and everyone's having fun. And then the shit happens. Yeah. The next morning, Sebastian, who's this little guy, brings baby breakfast, and she goes, You remind me of my brother Tiny. Look, if you haven't seen the previous movies, you may think he was also a little person. No, Tiny was a giant. No, Tiny was known as Bigfoot on the Howard Stern Show, for a reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the next morning, not Clarence, and his men all show up. The Black Satans. Yeah, which, <laughs> I don't know, is it super cartoony they show up in the luchador masks? I don't know, but I like it. It's like yeah. fucking Rey Mysterio's showing up to gun him down. It is. Like, that's all I think about. It's like, this is 619! <laughs> <laughs> They brought three coffins with them, too, for all of them. Uh, Baby and Sebastian see Sebastian leaves to go warn the others. Yes. And well, it's great because Sebastian brought Baby, like, breakfast, and it's uh, rice and beans. She's like, well, what is this? Do you have this for breakfast a lot? And he's like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and she starts yeah. laughing. Like, I think if given the option, if this had gone a little bit longer, he would have gotten laid by Baby. Baby liked him. Good chance, I think. Yeah. But it's also great because, like, Otis wakes up, and he just is in his tidy whities so much. Otis doesn't like pants or clothes. He has his gun, like, tucked into his tidy whities He's surrounded by naked ladies. Like, he, I love he wakes up almost like, where am I? And he just sees boobs all around him. He's like, oh, okay. And then he just goes and pisses in the corner of the room. I don't even think in the toilet. They're like, Senor Otis! He's <laughs> He's like, I don't speak Spanish. And they're all like, oh, this fucking asshole. Um, Winslow wakes up with this girl who he's like, I gotta take you to Hollywood and everything like this. Like, he likes her. And he's basically the guy who falls in love with a stripper. He's like, I'm gonna uh, 
I'm going to take you out of here and put you in the movies. And she's like, you're going to take me to Hollywood? And he's like, eh, something like that. Because earlier, him and Otis's big idea was they were going to go into porn. And yes. it was the the salami men. And the, the, every movie starts out, I was like, do you have the salami for me, Mr. Salami Man? And then something about, like, a dog sitting there, and he's like, uh, 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 but we don't fuck the dog. And Otis is like, well, why not? It's like, that could be the sequel. So Otis just wants to fuck everything. Because as soon as, like, the Wolfman's like, well, we're not going to fuck the dog. Otis is like, why? <laughs> Otis opens up the door, and the gunman kill the girl. Who well the girl opens up the door to Otis's room. She gets killed, and the other gets killed in the crossfire. Back in Baby's room, she kills one with an arrow and oh. then stabs him to finish the job. This is just goes bananas right here. There's so many death, deaths. There's so, there's so many times where a movie goes to set up something like the um, bow and arrow, and it never really comes to pass. Or is that cool? This sets it up perfect. I love the bow and arrow. Baby's like, yes, this is the greatest thing I've ever had. She just runs around with that, just killing all these guys. Dude, I like the next one that comes into the room, and she's just hiding on the dresser real still, so he doesn't notice her, and headshots him with the arrow. Yeah, she, like, stands up on the dresser. It's like, reminds me a little bit of, like, the mother in Hereditary when she's in the corner kind of thing. She's just, like, in the corner, just pops up right through the, like, face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The... Leader goes to Winslow's room and kills the girl who's with him, but he's already gone Whoa. because Otis is at a firefight in his room and he kills the two out there with a the shotgun right to the head, his favorite shotgun. Yes. Um, because the lady who was going to go away with the Wolfman's like, I know that voice. I know who, who you are. And it takes, he takes his mask off. Is like, yes. Oh yeah. You're Rondo's kid. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Wolfman's going to take me out of here. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And turns her back to him. And she just, he just shoots her through the head. It's like, of course. (laughs) Because he's evil. Yeah. Because they had to make these guys super evil to get us to root for Otis for and Baby. For the serial killers. <laughs> yes. Winslow kills his other two, and I love Otis because now we can have a real Day of the Dead. Because, by the yeah. way, it is Day of the Dead down there because it was Halloween the night before and everything. Right. I think, like, Sebastian is running at this point. He's helping them. Yeah. Winslow goes outside, is held at gunpoint. Otis gets in the car with the hotel guy who's going to leave. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just business and business. I no hard feelings. And well, we we split fifty fifty, seventy thirty. What are you doing? Come on, man. And then they finally, he's like, Otis is just like, sure, I'll take that deal. It's like, oh, I knew you were all right, man. See, we'll be all right. And he's just like, lights him up with the machine gun. He empties, like, the whole clip into this dude from the seat next to him. He's like, come on, keep on squeaking, rat. <laughs> Baby and Sebastian kill a guy in the church, but Sebastian's hurt in the aftermath. Like he goes, the guy went down holding the trigger, and then Baby's captured. Both of them are tied at the fountain, and Otis comes out, and we have a classic like, "We settle this like men, no guns, just machetes." Yeah, and it's great because like once it's a movie with Danny Trejo in it, and they're like talking about machetes and stuff, but Danny Trejo is not the machete fighter. No. <laughs> Dude, they're like played like old west like uh face off like standoff music and everything here. <laughs> exactly. Like a tumbleweed might as well blow past. Yeah. But they're going at it and everything, and Sebastian comes up, he's hurt, but he's still alive, and he frees the other two. But then Sebastian gets shot. Baby holds the knife up to Aquarius, and it's this big thing. They kill pretty much all the rest of them. Oh, yeah. These three take out this entire, like, gang. This gang doesn't even begin to dent their body count, though. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's just the leader left. And Otis <laughs> gets an idea. He goes, put him in the coffin. And they're drenching him in lighter fluid and everything. Any last words? And I'm so glad they did this line. It's like, fuck you. It's like, they all say that. Fuck you. <laughs> and then, like, I like right before that, they're like, wait, he'll break. You'll see it in his eyes when he's in the coffin acting all like, tough still. At one point, he twitches, and the wolfman's like, is that it? Otis like, no, nah, it's not it yet. And, like, he twitches again, and you almost see his eyes get super sad, and Otis is like, that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, no, we need to break his soul before we light him on fire. Like, we want to play with him. (laughs) They do light him on fire. He goes up. Look, I've said this in other Rob Zombie movies. His CGI flames. I understand you're not going to light the man on fire. Even if you're going to go CGI, this is bad CGI flames. This is just like they put CGI flames on the screen and they just have him behind it. It doesn't look like he's on fire. It's like if you had like a fire wallpaper on your computer and there just happened to be a picture of you behind it. Yeah, no (laughs) joke. That's what it is. I know the budget wasn't huge on this, but I'm like, come on. Yeah, you got to do something. Then they walk away and Ugh. credits and them driving away shots during the credits. Yeah, so the th- they got away. They're still out there. Yeah. We could get another sequel at some point. I like it being the trilogy. Le- leave no. it alone. I enjoyed it, but just leave it there. At this point, I would have said leave it alone at Devil's Rejects. They did this one. I like it pretty well. And they're still alive. I would still like to see more of these characters. At this point, sure. Yeah. Why not? I forgot to mention, literally right next to me, there's a Three From Hell poster signed by Bill Mosley. I just want to throw that out there and brag for a second. Oh yeah, Bill was awesome. Alright, you ready for end of episode? Ah, wait, real quick. Yeah, okay. Since we finished the series, I like doing this. Sure. Let's get the ranking. Oh, oh god. Okay, well, even though I do enjoy it, Three From Hell's last. Understandable. Now is where you get... I love Devil's Rejects so much, and for the longest time, it was my number one movie. I think I'm going to put that as number two now, and House is going to be number one, so it's going to be like basically how it was released as from my favorites. Uh, something about House and release order. Is, is like, I love it so much, even though it's kind of disjointed and Rob Zombie says he doesn't like it anymore and stuff. I still adore that movie. I like it a lot. Mine's just tweaked from yours. Devil's Rejects is my favorite. I love that movie. It's like this perfect, like, fucked up Bonnie and Clyde grindhouse yeah. movie that I really like. And then after that's House, and then Three from Hell, not a bad movie, but the bottom. Yeah, for sure. Definitely the bottom one. Doesn't mean that it's horrible. I definitely enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's my yeah. ranking. That's a hard one to do, though. Between House and a thousand a House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, that's really hard to pick. I just went with the one I watched the most. Yeah, see, I, that's honestly what I did too. I just watched Devils more. Yeah. All right, you ready for Count of the Dead? Yeah, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah ah ah. All right, that's Robin Horror Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Three from Hell? There's a fuck ton in this movie. There is. And I I counted a little bit, but I didn't really keep up because I was paying attention to the movie. I know there's a lot. I'm going to go with 37. 37 in a row? Snoogans! Not quite. I thought you had it because it's 30. Oh, really? Damn. Because I was, I was kind of keeping track. I was like, I believe it's gone over 20 at this point. <laughs> yeah, it did. That, that end especially, there's a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck yeah, that's a hell of a body count. And a great count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Fuck you. <laughs> well, I wasn't actually saying fuck you, I just want to clarify. I was trying to do the Otis thing. Yeah. You've done nothing to make me upset. That's important. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> um, so basically, I'll take something from the movie, and I'll write the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst, and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. Okay, I got one. Okay. Alright, so you know, like, at the beginning of this, it's a whole big prison break of all these serial killers break out of prison, kind of together helping them each other. Yeah. So I'm going to do prisoners that would help... Like, who would also go along with Otis and the Wolfman, let's say? Or Baby. Okay. Serial killer-wise. So, best or worst serial killers to break out with these serial killers. I'm going to say the number one serial killer to break out the worst one. It's like David Berkowitz, son of Sam. He just wants milk. He just wants to go find that dog that talks to him again. 
Like, he's just okay. going to complain the whole time. Like, he's not, he uh, even fucked up a bunch of his murders. So he's just going to be dead weight to these people. All right. Um, a number 10. That's hard because I immediately wanted to say Dahmer. But I don't think Dahmer was caught in 88. Or are we going by rules that it's whoever? Or do they have to be in prison at the same time that they were? Oh, actually, I see what you're saying. If I'm going to go any serial killer, but I'm not going to say Dahmer, and I'm going to, he's quasi serial killer, but I think he would get really along with these guys, Ed Gein. Yeah, I feel like he would, because he's just kind of bumbling, weird. Yeah. And he's really into faces, the same as Otis, so they'll have that to talk about. Like, oh, this is how I like to carve the faces, Otis. Like, I was like, well, fuck, man, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> so wait a minute, you also eat the people. I like that. <laughs> um, oh, Ed Gein didn't actually eat the people. Um, no. I'm going to give... Three from hell, seven serial killers you'd break out with out of ten. So I'm going to almost maybe say like Ted Bundy of like, they think like, oh, well, this guy will be with us. And as soon as they get out, he's heading to Florida. Exactly. I went six serial killers to help you break out of prison with. I like it a lot. Still some of that grindhouse feel. I like them all together more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know the whole thing was like, we kept Otis and Spalding separate. I would have liked that at least they run into each other in a cafeteria once or something like that. Yeah, have and a scene I, where I like. I get they, why they probably couldn't, but man, I wish we could have got like something. Or like they both paid off the guards and they like got to speak like one last time or something. That would have been cool. Yeah, I would have liked something like that. I would have liked the prison to be part to be shorter and the rest to be longer. Okay. But the Mexico part to be shorter, if that makes sense. But I still do really like this movie. I love following this family story so much. It was yeah. great to be back in that world for another movie. Yeah, it's like, once again, it's like, oh, I like all these characters and they're back. Like, cool. Yeah. No, I think I rather enjoyed it quite a bit. There's a lot of people, like, I think I enjoy it more now than when I first saw it. Because I don't know what I was expecting, but coming off of Devil's Rejects, it's hard to go to those heights. So now where I know what I'm going into, I really like it. Yeah, for sure. But unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got on Three From Hell. Alright, well we hope that Three From Hell has left your brain throbbing with horror. This brings to close another episode of Throbbing with Horror. But fret not, friends. Another episode will be coming next week. Same time, same place. Be sure to check us out on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin wherever you find your quality social media.